the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. And who will go for us, implying the Trinity. You see the Trinity in this text, us referencing Trinity. Then I said, Isaiah speaking, here am I. Sin me. But the question is, where are you? You can't, oh, don't, don't send me. I got to polish my car on Sunday. I got to take my dog to PetSmart. I got the games on, the playoffs are on, and don't dare put me on a Wednesday night. I work all day. Where are you? When you say, send me, that means you go when it's not convenient to you. Huh? Huh? That means, you know, it was raining last Wednesday, wasn't it? And do you realize we had a good first Wednesday night family enrichment time of ministry. People were here all over the place, could care less about the rain, and they got here. I just wonder. Somebody going to have to tell me, but don't try to answer me now. You'll mess me up. Why is it that the Green Bay Packers fans can go to a game and pay $100 in below zero weather with no shirt on? Huh? And then they're happy, they're not complaining. They holler, they scream, they got themselves all painted over, got all kind of paraphernalia all over them, and could care less because their Packers are playing. Y'all know I'm going somewhere with this. Why is it that you can have a nice facility, huh? a nice car to drive yourself in, and one drop of rainfall and you see in a tornado? Huh? Why? What's wrong with you? Why is it that, and you don't have to pay $100 to get in here on when, why is it that you don't line up? Let me tell you something. Listen, the way times are, the days we're living in, there's going to come a day, I won't have to ask you to come to church. You're going to run the church. 
You know that we were just this much from having a plane blow up in the air on Christmas Day. Some of y'all have forgotten that already. Those are near misses. But let me tell you something, my friends. All those misses are not going to be near. They're going to hit. And we don't have enough security in this country to protect us apart from Jesus Christ. And we're losing our divine covering simply because we're dismissing God out of everything. When 911 hit, there were folk coming to church to pray, and we hadn't even called a prayer meeting. The day of, on a day that prayer meeting is not even normally scheduled, they were coming in saying, I want to pray. You, you keep acting the way you, you are, and there will come a time you will run to the house. You, now, y'all, we're looking at what's going on in Haiti, and that's sad. But you know, we just a breath from a Haiti experience. Now, we've had 911, huh? We've had fires in California. Earth. Listen, I don't even know how anything is. Th- is there anything left to burn in California? Huh? And you know what's mad about it is we still don't make the spiritual connection. God is not waiting on the White House. He's not waiting on Hollywood. He's waiting on his people. If who? If who? Who are what? Who are all? No, you're going too fast. That's what's wrong. You know it too good. If who are you? My people. You're God's people. You're God's people. Who call on what? Who's, whose name is he? Jesus. Will what? You know what? All this is going on all around us, and we don't have enough respect in the presence of God to humble ourselves. You still prancing around here trying to have fun and drink your cools and smoke your cigarettes and run your internet. As if this, until they come knocking on your door. A whole lot of things we can ward off if his people would call on his name, humble themselves, and what? Oh, no, you're saying that weak. And what? And what? And what? Did you come to God's house this past Wednesday and pray unless you were at work? sick or something beyond your control where we had a dynamic prayer meeting and seek my what? You know what his face? Seeking the face of God is seeking the presence of God. God Almighty. It is seeking intimacy with God. Huh? It, it, It is a longing for communion with God. See? My, that's, that's the face of God. And then it says, what, if you seek his face, what you going to do, what? Come on, come on, keep on. What? Turn. From your what? From your what? A little bit louder. You got some wicked ways. Amen. You mad at your husband, you wicked. Digging in pornography, wicked. Get mad because the truth be told to you? That's wicked. Pride is wicked. Stinginess is wicked. Robbing God is wicked. 
sassiness from children is wicked. You know what they did to sassy children in Bible times? Historical, they stoned them. There wasn't no juvenile detention. You just stone one or two of them, all the rest of them fall in line. There wasn't no child protective services back then. And I didn't know none in my, my childhood either. How many of y'all, I didn't have no child protective services. I had some butt lickings. My parents whooped me on into the pulpit. God's people have some wicked ways. You stay home when you could have come to church, that's wicked. Listen, if you got to struggle with even thinking about coming to church, that's wicked. Huh? That's wicked. When you stay home, turn over and position yourself for a game when God's people on, on the Lord's day come and worship him in spirit and truth and you keep your lazy self home, that's wickedness. That's right. Being late on that job is wicked. Going to work and not giving a good day's work is wicked. Using the internet on company time for your personal business is wicked. Cheating on your taxes, pretending you only made this much when it was that much, that's wicked. Judging folk in God's house about clothes and attire and judging him about this person getting up and that person washing, looking at everybody else instead of looking at yourself in the light of God's word and your sins, that's wicked. Trying to make everybody like you is wicked. Everybody's not supposed to be you. No two snowflakes are the same. No two leaves are the same. No two people are the same. Identical twins are not the same. Ah, Turn from our wicked ways. God is waiting on us. And you know what judgment is going to start? It's going to start in, right here in this house. It's not going to start in Hollywood. Y'all think, y'all think it's going to start with the congressmen and senators and the white? No, 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 no. Now, if you know your Bible, it's going to start with us because God expects more out of us because we his people who are called by his name. Huh? Then we will hear from heaven and he will what? Heal our, heal our sins and heal the land and all these things that go with that. And so all I'm saying is that we have to humble ourselves and we got to be available to God as Isaiah was when he said, here I am, sin me. Now, some, now here's, here's one. Some folk are good givers because they're not going to give service. So their good giving is a substitute for service. Oh, God help me. This is not even all written. God just messing with me. And they ought to mess with me. I'm up here. And other folk give good service. They'll sing in the choir and they'll come to prayer meeting. But when it comes down to time, they're not going to give nothing because they say, well, I, I chose four tables of ministry work to do. I signed up for five ministries. And they're not going to give because their service has become a substitute for their giving. And you, that's sin both ways. God wants us to be well-rounded, balanced saints to the glory of God. 
You see, you got to be available. He said, Isaiah said, here am I, send me. And if you're always absent, and if you take comfort in your excuses, woe is you when you stand before God at the Bama judgment. Wow. Thank you, Holy Ghost. F, listen, what's required of you as a servant? You must be willing to persevere in your service. Be willing to what? Persevere in your service. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. You have to persevere. I preach when I'm distracted. I preach when I'm in trouble. I preach when I'm under satanic attacks. I've been up here so sick I couldn't barely stand and you wouldn't know it and I'll try my best not to show it and I still preach because I don't want you throwing me a pity party because it's not about me, it's about Jesus and the cross. You see? So, so you, you, you got to persevere and you got to be on time. You can't be taught in this and go glorify God. Whatever you own to do, don't just be on time, be before time to settle yourself down. You mad at the train? No. Have time for the train. If you come in time, the train can stop you. You can go on and still be on time. You ought to lay your stuff out the night before and stop trying to match up stuff the morning of. But y'all say amen. Sometimes your blessings can get in the way of execution. You see. Now, I got a couple more things and I'll be done for today. I didn't get halfway where I thought I was going to get, but that's okay. What personal blessings come from ministry, from serving in ministry? They're personal blessings. What personal blessings come from uh, serving in ministry? And then we'll be done for today. What personal blessings come from serving in ministry? Number one, inward joy comes when I bring value to the body of Christ. Inward joy comes when I bring value to the body of Christ. I love the passage in 2 Timothy 4, 11. It says, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. This is Paul talking to Timothy. For he is useful for me, to me, in mini- for ministry. Now, this is the same person Paul had a problem with uh, when they were trying to do missionary journeys and Barnabas wanted to take Mark. And Paul said, no, because he... He left us in the midst of the last missionary experience. And I don't want to take that risk this time. Paul said, yeah, but I believe he learned his lesson. Paul says, I don't know about that. And and Barnabas says, he has. I've been working with him. He said, yeah, sure, Bunny. And all of a sudden, they start fighting. Not physically, but verbally. It got, the contention got so sharp, they separated. Because Paul was adamant and not wanting more. But later on, because Barnabas believed in Mark, Barnabas nurtured Mark, loved Mark, rebuked Mark, encouraged Mark. When Barney got through with Mark for Barnabas, Paul started looking at this man and his value and he said, huh, 
Tim, go get Mark. He's profitable for me. I see something I didn't see before. Barney was right. Go get him. I need him because demons have forsaken me. Look, don't be so learn from learn from Paul's mistake. Don't be so quick to throw away folk because the very person you throw away, you may need. <laughs> Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I mean, he was going to throw this man away. And then you can be patient with because just when you think it's not it's over and this person, I've been working, working on him here he ain't about nothing. She ain't about nothing. And then they turn that corner and they become a spiritual giant. Mark just needed someone to believe in him. Ministry is about believing in people through their issues. And when they leave you and when they quit or put their foot in their mouths and you don't throw them away because you keep Barnabas kept believing in John Mark. Barnabas was such an encourager until Paul eats his words and say, go get that man. I need him. In other words, inward joy comes from bringing value to the body of Christ. Mark was valuable to Paul at this point. And the person you think not going to forsake you, that's the one forsake you. And the person you threw away was the very one you ended up needing. Number two, these things are so, these points, principles are so pregnant with truth, it's making my, I just can't hardly take it. Number two, you grow when you invest in the saints. Okay? You, you what? You what? How many want to grow up? How many want, you don't want to be 20 years of spiritual baby. You grow when you invest in saints. I, oh, God showed me a scripture. I had to look for it, and then when I found it, it arrested me. I said, that's it. Look at Colossians 1.10. Colossians 1.10. And look what it says. Colossians uh, chapter 1. Help me, Holy Ghost. Verse 10. When you find it, say amen. amen. It says, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Huh? Fully pleasing to him. Your whole life ought to be pleasing to God. Look look at this now. Being what? Fruitful. Be what? Now you're not fruitful if you're not serving in ministry. Being fruitful in every what? Good work. Fruitful. If you're a counselor, be fruitful. A deacon, be fruitful. If you're at the Sam shelter for the homeless here, be fruitful. If you're at the detention ministry, the, the prison ministry, be fruitful. The choir, the ushers, the greeters, the nursery, and everything else I can't call in between. God calls you to fruitfulness in every good work. And look, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's growth. When you're increasing, you are what? Growing. You're growing. Shame on you've been to church 20 years and you act like a two-day-old saint. You see. Number three, let me just reiterate, the first blessing in ministry is that you get what? Inward joy. The second blessing is that you grow when you invest in lives. Number three, serving in ministry takes your mind off 
of your own personal issues. Blessing others will bless you. Huh? Let me tell you something. How many of y'all got problems? Here, you got no problems. You need to come up here and show us how you do that. <laughs> we all got problems. We all got issues. Huh? And, and you know what? It may be a knee problem, a blood pressure problem, an aching problem, an arthritis problem, a child problem, marriage problem, a no job problem, a problem problem. Do you realize when you get to serving folk and get to cultivating other lives and being a blessing to other folk, do you realize you forget about yourself when you serve? You, oh, yeah. When you begin to serve God to the maximum of your potential, you, 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 you forget about yourself. That's why some of you can't serve because you haven't forgot about yourself. Oh, God. You forget about yourself. And then you know what happens to me? Every time when I go to serve somebody, or I go to Maddie Grace's house because she's sick, or I go to Brother Lyle's, or I go to the hospital, I'll even go in the hospice and see the dying, and I get blessed even more than the person that I have come to be a blessing to. Have you ever tried to serve somebody, and all of a sudden God ambushed you with a blessing through the person that you meant to serve? How many of you ever had that happen? You, you tried to be a blessing and got a blessing. Oh, y'all, you, life gets, listen, you can deal with life and issues much better when you get out of yourself and be released into ministry. Proverbs eleven twenty five. I like what NIV says, a generous man will prosper. Not a stingy man, not a stingy woman, not those who hoard and keep their gifts and their funds, not those who keep their time, talents, and treasure. A generous man will be Prosperous. He who, look, refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Or some translations say, if you water others, you yourself will be watered. You'll be nourished. You'll be encouraged. You'll be rejuvenated. When you refresh others, you get refreshed. And revived. Number four, last but not the least, God will reward a crown of life to those who faithfully serve unto death. Huh? God will reward huh? a crown of life to those who faithfully serve unto death. Revelation 2:10b says, Be faithful until death. And I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful. I want to be faithful. I want to finish well. That's why I'm coming up here. You see me here every morning. And that's why I'm not a high absentee pastor. I'm only absent now and then seldomly. I get my wife and I, we work relentlessly, tirelessly. When we Listen, when God called us in, we can stand before him and say, we've done all that we could do. And we can fold our hands and close our eyes. And God may send you another because we have done what we could. Have you done what you could? Some of y'all can't come at night and support other folk programs. But you want your own program supported. Huh? 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 You're not faithful in Sunday school. Others are not faithful in choir rehearsal. 
and still, you're not faithful in choir rehearsal and still want to show up to sing. Can't come, uh, you, you, you in the choir singing, didn't make the choir meeting last Tuesday. I don't know who you are, but I know I know somebody here. You say, well, he looking at me. I don't even know who you are. I'm just seeing people. Huh? Huh? Be faithful. Some of you show up to serve and you haven't even had your prayer before service. You just jump in and serve and haven't even prayed with, in preparation thereof. I'm talking about being faithful. God didn't bring you in this year to do less for him. God expects more than you deliver. And he wants you to do something about it this year. Listen, lest he take you out this year. You keep on being nonchalant. (laughs) Pulling your lips out, not giving, stealing God, not showing up, being absent. Don't even come to communion. Just come when it's convenient to you. God said, okay, I'm tired of you. You know, it's dangerous for God to get tired of you. I don't want God to get tired of me. He can make rocks take my place. But when he gets tired of you, he calls you home because you are more of a hindrance than you are a blessing. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Let's pray. And Father, I thank you for this message. Thank you for a convicting message that all of us need to hear. Father, You do us so good, and we do you so badly. And, Father, we need to repent and say, that's enough. No more. I'm going to be a member of this church. I'm going to represent my family well. I'm going to be a good example as a husband, a father, a child, an employee, a member of Maranatha. Father, slay ourselves. To the point that we deny ourselves and not being upset because we heard the truth about us. Because this may be the year we are called home to be with you. In Jesus' name. And all God's children say. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.